Hi, I'm Bex Dillon and welcome to this podcast on conversations on faith and equality. I want to have conversations with different people looking at, partly at the global problems of inequality around the world, but also at what it looks like in our day to day and how we actually live some of these things out and work them out in our work or our relationships. And for me, obviously one of the main inequalities that I want to look at that I'm interested in is gender. So today I've got someone with me who is a property developer. He's a plumber. He's involved with quite a few different property things. He's also written songs. He's been a rapper at times. He's had actually loads of different jobs. I won't go into all of them. He's also a father. He's got two boys and a girl and he's also married to me. Hi, Miles Dillon. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Miles and I have been involved in issues of gender inequality on a global scale. We've we've lived in India working with an organisation combating human trafficking, which affects way more women than it does men. So looking at what sexual exploitation and sex trafficking looks like. But also, we are married and we're raising three children. We're raising boys and girls. So we also have to think about the impact of that on our day-to-day life or some of those gender stereotypes that impact the way that we raise our children. And actually, some of the... Even things like the toys and the way that a lot of things in society treat tell you to treat your girls and your boys... can either enforce or they can combat some of these gender stereotypes which actually play into some of the issues that impact the global problems of gender inequality. Mm. So, Miles, would you call yourself a feminist? Hi, thank you for having me again. It's so nice to hear you chat. got such a nice voice for radio. Um... Yeah, what do you what do you think a feminist is? I kind of think it's a bit complicated now. But what do you think a feminist is? Not really what I think. There's like a good definition of what it is. Okay. There there are lots of there are a few different descriptions of how it can be described, but really it's it's about advocating for equal rights for women. Okay, well I'm more into like Beyonce kind of feminism, which is like the social, economic and political equality of that sort of like Beyonce. So yeah, if why is it Beyonce? She's saying, I don't know. Just because I remember like I woke up like this, I woke up like this, like that song. It's like a feminist, the social, economic, and political equality. And when I was like, oh, that's the kind of feminism I'm down with. But also, I just think feminism needs a rebrand because I actually the first thing I heard of, like I knew what a femidom was before I knew what a feminist was. So then when I heard of like feminism, I was like. Is that another kind of like female condom or something? Femidom, feminist. I was like, I, and then when you see guys wearing a t-shirt which says "I'm a feminist," I'm like, dude, what the hell have you got on your t-shirt? I'm a what? I'm a femidom. I actually what? might buy you one of those t-shirts because I would like it if you wore a t-shirt saying no. that because all you're saying is that you support women's rights, which you do. No, I hate t-shirts with slogans on anyway, so never buy me that, and I would never wear that. But I I do believe in the social, economic, and political equality of men and women. I think they should be equal. And I also think that feminism needs a rebrand with a different word without fem at the start of it. So yes, don't get upset with me. She's looking really bitter right now. 
sorry we had to have a little interlude then because having a discussion argument off air about what whether miles should wear a t-shirt saying feminist and whether he should embrace that term or not but anyway let's move on you like to you you feel strongly about equality so you so strongly that you've created this instagram account called attempt at quality yeah just before we discuss it i have to do a little disclaimer say that it's nothing to do with me none of my thoughts or ideas are portrayed in the instagram account um just have to get that clear before anyone looks at it if they haven't seen it already but what what do you think is the best thing that you've done as an attempt to equality what's the thing we think like yeah this is this is a really good one um probably it's gone now because it's an instagram story but probably when i i had some really good chat inspired chat about having the snip a male vasectomy which i decided that i was getting not because i wanted it but because i was like i have to take a hit for the um, contraceptive team because bex had done all the contraception so far and she's already a bit like crazy and when she takes the pill she gets it even more crazy so i was not that up for we don't have to keep one don't want to have to keep pausing this podcast okay 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 (laughs) so i was like i have to do something for it's all it is it was a big step of equality because i was like i could i probably would have got the snip one day like when i was a bit older or something but I, i don't know i just thought i'm gonna do it because I feel like women have to do all the contraception and men don't have to do anything. And what do I do? I've done nothing apart from just have like nights of passion with my wife to make children. <laughs> and now I'm, I've got the snip and I feel like I've actually done something in to, to make it like a bit more equal in terms of like contraception. Well, I don't do a lot, but that's probably the best Instagram thing I've done. It was pretty jokes as well. Yeah, it definitely seems like contraception is an area which is totally not equal and the the pressure and the burden is nearly always if not always put on on women and just deal with it think about all the stuff your wife has been through given if you're married married, not if you're not married i wouldn't recommend it to unmarried men but like (laughs) because i've heard that the reverse snip is really not the vibe at all but um yeah, if you haven't done it, I do, I've said to those people, you should do it, man. Think of all the stuff your wife's been through. If you can't deal with like having a little snip down there, you need to sort it out, man. When um, when I met you, one of the things that really impacted me was my abs. <laughs> that did not impact me. How did that impact me? I remember when you first saw my shot off. It definitely impacted you. Okay. You remember where we were as well. I remember very well. One of the things that impacted you, apart from my abs, you should say. One of the things that really impacted me, which I realised that I'd been very naive about, was to do with race. So for people that can't see your lovely skin, you're mixed race, your dad is Indian and your mum is English, right? Whenever I'd been anywhere, I always like really liked the police, felt like the police were really safe people to go to, also, like, security guards in shops thought they were there just to keep everything safe and they were, like, doing a really great job. It was only when we met and we started going out and I'd be places and suddenly you were like, look, the security guards followed us and I'd look and at the end of, like, each aisle, I think we were in Whole Foods looking for some, like, organic, vegan, fair trade, anti-slavery treat that then, I'd, and each aisle, 
guy kept appearing. I was like, oh, my gosh, he actually is following us. I didn't believe you at first. And then, like, as we went around, realised that he was, like, looking at us. And that obviously never happened to me. And you would be like, I hate the police. And I was like, why? So what, what, where did the thing about the kind of police and things come from? Probably just being a non-white person or person who's yeah a non-white person in an area predominantly white people even if you're in an area which is like 20 percent, you know ethnic minorities black asian indian like whatever you're still in the minority if you grow up in a place like that you just get used to being watched a tiny bit more and in particular i think what you're talking about is when um i used to first started working in a bar and i had a car i need to drive home late at night it would sometimes be one or two o'clock or something when the bar would close and I regularly get stopped on the way home on this one road because it's the road between these two towns. I guess the police were looking out for drink drivers or whatever, but I get stopped quite a lot. And I didn't think anything of it until one night the bar was quite empty. So I was like, I said to my manager, kind of finish early. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. No worries. I was like, cool. Cause it means there's like less chance of me getting stopped on the way home then. And he was like, Oh, do you get stopped quite a lot by the police? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, and then I told, I think I got stopped seven times in five months or something like that. I only worked on like Friday or Saturday night, like one or two nights a week. Everyone's like talking about it in the restaurant, all the staff and when we're home from work. And there was another guy that took the same route as me. He was like, I've never been stopped. And I worked here for two years. And I was like, this is a joke, man. And then everybody else was like, that is a joke. And it was like this sort of, everyone was so shocked by it. Apart from Tony, the only other guy in the restaurant who was a black guy. He was like, yeah, standard for me to get stopped on the way home. Not even on the way home, just like standard for me to get stopped. So that's probably where it started. Then I moved to London. Then I experienced more bad vibes with the police. Like I could just, I could talk the whole podcast of stories where the police are just bad vibes. Yeah, I remember you being stopped just walking your bicycle and questioned about where your bike came from. And I was so shocked because... You know, we both had bicycles. We both went everywhere on our bicycle, but obviously no one had ever stopped me and said... Where's, where's your bike from? I was like, what do you mean, where's it from? So, but also what it made me think about is that when you're white or when you're from a kind of privileged majority group, you don't necessarily understand what it's like for the minority because you haven't had those experiences. You haven't been treated in that way. So it actually really opened my eyes to what it was like for people who are stopped who are treated differently who are asked the extra questions that you're not treated and that actually being white was like a kind of privilege and you should try and understand that and, and even in terms of gender to try and think that actually as a white woman it's easier for me than it is for a woman of color because they may be treated even worse because they've got these these other two factors as well what do you think is the greatest inequality that you see in the world right now globally in the world yeah yeah globally still gender inequality i feel like if women were treated more equally to men social economic political uh, uh, social economic political equality of women um that would make a huge difference to everything i think we know that from living in india and yeah i, I just think that is one of the major issues that would sort out like poverty that would sort out um racism sort out um actually poverty really I, I do think that is one of the main things that when we were talking to your dad he was saying that like wealth inequality was one of the main things that i was saying well if you sort out gender inequality then you also sort out wealth inequality to some extent as well i think 
can I can I talk about like in our country or in the UK as well? Yeah. And what in our country? What do you think should change? I I think it's not so much gender inequality because, you know, I know there's still a lot of inequality in like the workplace and how we treat. You know, I still know that there is inequality, but I actually think that like the major problem in the UK is just general chauvinism from men. Like, I think there's like laws and stuff now that make inequality illegal to like, you know, so I think that actually some of those problems hopefully will just sort out now by the rule of law because, you know, that you can't be prejudiced against someone because they're a woman and you think they might get pregnant so you're not going to offer them a job. That's illegal now. Like, you're going to get done in for that and, and get taken to an employment tribunal or something. I don't know. That sort of stuff. But some of the problems I think that are there are like general chauvinism. And in the building trades, it is awful like i can't believe that in 2019 people still wolf whistle off the top of a scaffolding and scaffolders are the worst of all tradesmen sorry nathan if you ever listen to my mate but like, you're a nice bloke but i seriously cannot believe that people still whistle and hoot at girls off a scaffold at a scaffolding tower it it, it it should be illegal to wolf whistle cat call at someone it should be some kind of punishment of like a slap in the face with something from 20 women that have been catcalled at and then like strip the man naked and or put him in little hot pants and make him walk around while women like throw stuff at him and like i don't know we should make it like a really humiliating thing for men that do it chauvinism is rife amongst like all the people that i work with all the people that i know i mean i just think if we like stand down we're like a sexist joke or chauvinist joke is as bad as a racist joke. It's it's not though. Like it, I actually don't hear racist jokes anymore. Like I used to when I was a, a child, you would hear often awful racist jokes and people would think they were funny when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 in junior school, secondary school even. But you, you really don't hear those kind of jokes on a building site anymore. That is like pretty unacceptable to hear a joke like that now you know about black people or indian people or anything like that but what is still totally acceptable is jokes about women and i i seriously am shocked sometimes and think god i feel sorry for your wife mate that you're making that joke i actually feel sorry that your your wife's married to you that needs to be made kind of illegal and i think that would be a huge change in our society and in our culture in the uk i've heard people describe you as kind of alpha male and you making friends with a lot of or being drawn to lots of men who are like that but there's also sort of you know you don't like chauvinism or this sort of toxic masculinity what do you think about how do you think you kind of really combat that toxic masculinity i think i think it's fine to be an alpha male even like the phrase alpha male is probably a bit weird now but like it's okay to be a guy who's like into muscles and into like sports and likes kind of extreme sports and doing things that are dangerous. I don't know what else is alpha male The The toxic part of alpha male, being an alpha male, like the part that I would not describe myself as, is someone who I think of an alpha male as like, they think they're always right. They find it very difficult to admit that they're wrong and say sorry because they're the man, the leader. They're like the top bloke in in the group so obviously they can't have been wrong or say sorry when they've really screwed up that sort of stuff i'm i know i can say very easily i'm not like that at all i know i'm not like that so in that respect i'm not an alpha male but there are other men that i look at and think you're a classic alpha male you you're you're big you're manly you like rugby you swear a bit you drink beer and you're a bit of a tosser because you kind of like a bit rude about women that's a bit alpha male vibe as well like a bit chauvinistic 
and also you're never going to admit that you're wrong are you because that would show weakness that you're wrong like for me i don't know where i've got it from but i couldn't give a crap about being wrong about stuff it couldn't bother me less i actually very happy to say sorry very quick to say sorry very quick to admit that i'm like weak about stuff i like enjoy i'm just about to start probably i think my fourth session of counseling with a psychotherapist just i'm not a total mess but i just like know that i've got stuff in my life that i need to fix i feel like that's like not very alpha male to do that so what's the question how do i combat that in my life generally Mm. ban chauvinism teach boys that it's okay to like share how they feel which we do with brave was brave was very sensitive in that way um let people know it's okay to say sorry and admit that you're wrong that actually being wrong is actually fine because you're really going to learn from that but if you always think you're always right all the time you're never going to learn anything does that help was that would that be a helpful thing to teach all men all alpha men it's okay to be wrong sometimes your wife might actually like it if you say sorry if you ask how she feels that's good like i don't know an advertising campaign like that don't be a tosser (laughs) that's an interesting idea about the advertising campaign i think you're right we have to find some ways to really kind of combat chauvinism that sort of toxic masculinity is so outdated now i'm a big fan of a lot of the like un he for she campaign some like men also fighting for women's rights we need women to fight for for women's rights we need men also to stand up for women and for women's rights not just women but if men and women do it then it will change hopefully the whole of society thank you very much for coming miles thank you for coming on this podcast great to have you here and thank you everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the show today 